When writing a novel, a writer should create living people. People, not characters. A character is a caricature. Ernest Hemingway. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Welcome to the month of May. Yay! We're going to be talking through May about designing characters, what you really need to know about the character, their backstory, what you present to the readers, and how to create a good character that your readers will love or hate if they're the villain. Yay. We've talked about characters before. This is not the first time we've talked about characters. This is not a surprise to anybody. But most of the time when we talk about characters, we talk about the role they play in the story. This month, we're giving a little bit of a deeper dive into what makes that character unique, what makes Jack Reacher the only Jack Reacher out there. And it starts with knowing your character. Like our quote at the beginning, Hemingway said that they need to feel real, even in a fantasy setting. This first episode, we're going to be getting into the statistics, breaking down the specifics of a character. First of all, when you're creating a character, I kind of like to go through a little bit of a checklist so that I have the image in my head, but I don't have to put that checklist in the book. Yeah, I don't want to be able to send a bolo out for your character. We want to have enough of an idea to give us a mental image, but not enough that they're staring into the mirror checking out themselves. Your main characters should never describe themselves because it just doesn't work. So to start working on your character, you can start with a character questionnaire. And this will go over questions like, what's their name? How old are they? What's their race, height, weight, build, hair color, eye color? All the things that if you call the police and say there's a suspicious person, they're going to be asking you these questions. Some other things you should think about when creating the statistics of your character is not only how old they are, but which era they're set in. So if they're an eighth grader, great. If they're an eighth grader in the civil rights movement, great. That defines and helps inform your character. One of the things that I think about when I'm putting the statistics together for my characters is their fighting style. This is not only how they throw a punch, but how they approach a potentially panic situation. One of the reasons why we encourage you to do a character questionnaire, to ask yourself all of these minute questions, is because you are creating a person. How does the character dress up? How does the character dress down? What's their real birth name? What's the nickname that they use? Do they have a pseudonym that they're using? Do they wear jewelry? Do they own a car? How do they get around? What's their family like? Do they have siblings? Were they an only child? Was their father or mother abusive? We'll get a little more into relationships in about two episodes. But these are all questions that you can ask yourself when you're developing that character. So you're creating a person. And I think especially when it comes to siblings, birth order is very informative on how your character approaches situations. Another thing you can be thinking about is if your character is an introvert or an extrovert. The definition I like for introvert and extrovert is that your introvert recharges their batteries by being alone. That does not necessarily mean that they're shy. They can be very outgoing in the life of the party and such, but when they need to recharge their batteries, they go to the mountains. The 
extrovert will throw a party and just unwind and relax and go clubbing or whatever else. As you are creating your characters, you need to be thinking about diversity. Especially in today's world, diversity is expected, but it really does help enrich your books. If you have different people, different backgrounds, different races, sexual orientations, age, different things like that, you have a well-rounded book. So there is a growing trend to counteract the idea that every single character in a lot of books is white. And it's to make every single character in a book black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever. That's fine if you're writing in a certain time era, certain place, that that's all that would be there. But if you're especially writing modern times, there is going to be diversity everywhere. You're going to have people of every race everywhere. You don't need every race in your book at the same time, but you do need diversity. In a lot of my books, I don't ever specify what race the characters are. So if you're reading my books and you go, well, all her characters are white, that's on you. Because it's rarely been an issue with the characters. It's not something that they bring up because they don't care what race you are. I do want to mention age again really quickly. She kind of went over that one quickly, but that one's near and dear to my heart because I love writing characters that aren't hero age. And even if they are the hero of the story, they don't have to be mid-20s to mid-30s, good-looking with washboard abs and whatever else. I'm not saying you should make your main character extra young if your audience isn't extra young, but you might consider it. You also don't need to follow the stereotypes in this. Your mentor character doesn't have to be an old person. Your mentor character can be a relatively young person who's just lived a hard life. Remember, diversity. I'm also going to go back to the sexual orientation. This is an issue we're going to have an episode devoted to next month in June, but we did want to talk about it quickly here. You have to put any sort of political or ideological ideas aside when you're writing Because whether you agree with it or not, there are people out there, real people with real feelings that are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, non-binary. You have to accept that is a real thing that we're living with. So if you're writing in modern times, the likelihood that your character is going to run into somebody on that non-binary sexual orientation spectrum is pretty high. Another concept to include in your story's diversity is a disability of some kind. I've mentioned on the podcast before that I have several friends who are deaf. They don't really see it as a disability, but I know a lot of hearing people do. But having people who might have had a limb amputated or having people who are blind or mute, all of these things can happen to your character and there's a story behind it. My favorite character from Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive first book is a character named Lopin. He only has one arm, but he is the most positive character in the whole thing and absolutely hilarious. I will always remember the joke when he gets stuck to a wall using magic and he's up on the wall and he's like, 
What did the one-armed Herdazian do to the man who stuck him to the wall? Nothing. He's armless. <laughs> and it works because it's already in his accent that it, he has a little bit of that dropping the H's thing that was built into his character. And so it's just such a funny pun. And I love it. And it just, it's his character. He doesn't care that he doesn't have an arm. He doesn't let it stop him. And he just keeps moving forward with this abounding positivity. It makes him such a good character. And it's having that disability diversity that really makes the whole system in the way of kings. Because while he's armless, <laughs> you have the main character who has severe depression. There's another character who has multiple personality disorder. And there's another character who has a drug addict. All of these people are dealing with their own things, and it all comes together like an amazing mix of good characters that make the story. So the last thing I want to offer you writers as far as tools for making sure you have these statistics straight in your story, especially if you're a pantser and you don't write all of this down, have an actor in mind, fantasy cast your book so that you can keep it straight throughout your story and you don't end up with continuity errors. I did that for the first book in my current series. And when I gave the book to my audiobook narrators, I said, hey, this character is played by this actor. And then they know exactly how to portray said character. So when you are creating your characters in your book, go ahead, make him look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who cares? Just have that image in your mind and keep it the entire time, and that'll help you keep the details straight, especially when you aren't writing them down in the book. I have a difficult time fantasy casting my books. I will keep notes on that character that will list out their physiognomy, it will list out their family history, it'll list out their personality quirks and flaws so that I know if I forget, I can just look, oh yeah, that's what it is. Oh yeah, they have blue eyes. Whether it matters or not, whether I put it in my book or not, I still have it on the side for me to remember. What we're trying to tell you is your characters should be real. They should be people. You should be able to meet them, say hello, recognize them on the street, because you, of all people, you created them. And sure, you might want to sock them if you meet them on the street, fine. That's great. Hate your characters. I do that all the time. But have fun with it and keep it personal. And that means write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>